They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of Soul Food. Alhamdulillah, I just wanted to share an update with you all, which is part of the reason why it's taken so long to release a new episode of Soul Food. But Alhamdulillah, I recently moved back to the States to work with Sheikh Yahya Rodas at Al Maqasid, which is a learning institute that he's founded in Pennsylvania. So it's just taken us a little bit of time to settle in and you know, get our bearings and get in the groove of things. So forgive the long hiatus. I really wanted to get back to these podcasts earlier. But alhamdulillah, you know, better late than never, as they say. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put blessings and benefit. And we ask Him ultimately for His acceptance. So thank you for bearing with me. And please make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places a lot of blessing in the work of Al-Maqasid and in this new stage that we're in. So, alhamdulillah, back into the swing of things, we can continue our series looking at the covenants that we've taken from the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam and coming back to this really beautiful and unique book. And really the more I read Imam al-Sha'arani's book, which is translated into pollinating the lights of holiness in the hearts, really putting this pollen which then brings fruit and brings you know, flowers and beautiful growth in the hearts, that Imam al-Sha'arani reminds us of the really deep and profound spiritual meanings and benefits in the sunnah of the beloved sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And it's really quite unique. It's a really unique book in the way that he organizes it and in the profound explanations that he gives. So he makes the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, these covenants that we've taken from him, he makes them more than just a simple to-do list, but really he shows us the wisdom of what it means to truly follow the Prophet ﷺ. And I really pray and hope and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that beauty and that wisdom is apparent to all who hear this and all who are listening. So in this episode, we're going to look at uh, light, wudu actually, which is washing for the prayer. And the reason it's titled light will become apparent very shortly, inshallah. But in this episode, we're going to look at wudu as the emblem of the members of the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We'll look at the benefits of wudu and we'll look at the importance of always being in a state of ritual purity to the best of one's ability. So wudu is the way that we wash ourselves before prayer. And it really is the emblem of the believer by which he or she will be recognized. So the wudu, the way that you prepare yourself and wash yourself for prayer, 
is something that will be an emblem on the day of resurrection that will distinguish you as a member of the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Imam Ahmad narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was asked, O Messenger of God, how will you recognize your community, your Ummah, among all the communities of the Prophets? So on the day of resurrection, all the Prophets will be present and their followers will be present. So how will you recognize the members of your Ummah who come after you among all of these communities of the Prophets? And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they will have a blazing radiance from the effect of their wudu. And no one else will have that other than them. That they will have this radiance that emanates from them due to the effect of their wudu. So this is one of the unique distinguishing qualities of the Ummah of the Prophet So you should imagine every time you make wudu, that there's a spiritual light being stored in your face and in your limbs that will shine on the Day of Judgment. That's why we're referring to wudu as this source of light, that you're storing the spiritual light within yourself by which the Messenger of Allah will recognize you. So imagine when you're making wudu, imagine that the Prophet Muhammad the beloved of God, the one who was sent as a mercy to all the worlds, that he sees you on that day and recognizes you because the light is shining from your wudu. So that brings us to the next point, the benefits of wudu. So now that we've recognized that it is this really beautiful spiritual light and benefit that is being stored within us, that distinguishes us, the next question is, so what are some of the benefits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us in addition to that? that come with the wudu. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, when a Muslim makes wudu, then washes his face. So that's one of the aspects of wudu. He says, ﷺ, every misdeed that he did with his eyes leaves his face with the water. Or he said, with the last drop of water. So when a person makes wudu and they wash their face, all of the things that they shouldn't have looked at, all of maybe the stares that they gave with disdain at someone, looking down at someone, any of the sins, may Allah protect us from the occur with the eyes, are washed out with the wudu water. The Prophet ﷺ continues and he says, so when he washes his hands, every misdeed he performed with his hand leaves with the water. So when he washes his feet, Every misdeed he walked towards leaves with the water until he finishes and is cleansed of sins. So one of the benefits of wudu is that it purifies us and cleans off our sins, whether they're of the eyes or of the hands or of the feet. So it's something that actually removes the burden and the darkness of our sins and misdeeds. In a way, you can almost say that it's kind of a relief or it's therapeutic and it's physically refreshing but then it also has profound benefit on your heart and soul. In another narration from Imam Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever performs wudu with excellence, his mistakes leave his body even from underneath his nails. So if you do wudu with ihsan, and what does it mean to do it with excellence? 
that your heart is present with Allah, that you are thinking about the prayer that you are about to engage in, that you want to have a clean outward and a clean inward, and you do the sunan, you wash three times, you make sure that the water is reaching all of the places that it needs to reach, the elbows and the ankles and so forth. You're fulfilling all of the sunan of the wudu, that when you do that, mistakes leave your body even from underneath your nails. Like to that extent, it's such a complete purification. And there's so many ahadith like this. So we see that wudu is both a physical and spiritual purification. And inshallah in the show notes, we're going to add a link to a YouTube video that shows complete wudu that is done with ihsan, that is done with excellence. So if you want to learn and see how to do wudu really well, inshallah we'll add a link in the show notes that will show you the way to do wudu with beauty and excellence and the highest degree of perfection, insha'Allah. So there are so many opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us to remove the burden of sins. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger وسلم, informs us that the guard, the shield, the weapon of the believer is the wudu. And that when a person is in a state of wudu, for when they're able to be in a state of wudu, a person is protected from the devils whether they go out of the house or whether they go to sleep, it is a protection. So that brings us to the final point of always trying to be in a state of wudu. Imam al-Sha'rani says we should maintain our wudu and renew it when we lose it so that we're prepared for the divine gifts that he sends down. That when a person is in a state of wudu, their heart is more prepared to receive divine gifts and light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which Imam al-Sha'rani calls al-waridat al-ilahiyya, these divine gifts and light that is cast into the heart. So many of the righteous, they would maintain the state of wudu because they realized that they were more likely to receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inward and outward blessings and knowledge in that state. So even when they would be reviewing or when they would be making dhikr, or when they would be doing anything of value, they would be especially careful to be in a state of wudu. Some went so far as to limit their intake of food to minimize the impact it would have on their wudu. Because obviously when a person eats, they have to perform the human function in order for that food to leave their body. But they would minimize their food so that they could keep their wudu longer. Ibn Majah narrates from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that he said, Remain upright, have istiqama, remain upright to the best of your ability, though you will not be able to do it perfectly. You won't be able to give it its full due. But do your best. And know that the best of your actions is the salah, is the prayer. And then he said, وسلم, And no one maintains the wudu except a believer, a mu'min. So it is high praise for a person who maintains the wudu regularly. This is another indication of the praiseworthiness of wudu. So this might be something that's new to you. This might be something that you might have thought that wudu only matters in salah. But in reality, always being in that state is something that 
is very good for you spiritually and puts you in a higher degree of awareness and nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is a devotion in and of itself. The Prophet ﷺ, he once said to his companion, the noble companion Sayyidina Bilal, he said, Oh Bilal, how did you precede me to paradise? So think about that. The Prophet ﷺ is saying to Bilal, Oh Bilal, how did you get to paradise already before, before me? And the Prophet ﷺ said, I entered paradise last night. This is in a vision or in a state that Allah gave him. I entered paradise last night and heard the sound of your sandals or your footsteps before me. So Bilal said, O Messenger of Allah, I never give the adhan except that I perform two rak'ahs of prayer. And I never lose my wudu except that I immediately renew it. So the Messenger of Allah said, this is how you arrived there. This is narrated by Ibn Khuzaymah. This is how you arrive there by this commitment to those two rak'ahs and a commitment to wudu. So this brings us to the call to action. Try to maintain your wudu all day even when you go to sleep at night. So try to be in a state of wudu for an entire day. And what that means is when you lose your wudu throughout the day, it naturally happens to renew it. And when you go to sleep at night, be in a state of wudu and go to sleep in that state. And once you achieve that for an entire day, then challenge yourself to do that for three days. And if you're able to do it for three days regularly, then it becomes much easier to maintain and you'll really feel the benefit and you'll feel the protection and the blessings and you'll feel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you something extra for being in that state of wudu. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. We ask Allah that He fills our limbs with light. He fills our hearts with light. And that He gathers us in the company of the beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that He recognizes each and every one of us and takes us by the hand. And that we drink from His blessed hawl, His pool from the lake of Kothar. A drink after which we will never experience thirst through your mercy and grace. And beneficence, O oh Allah, Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.